Hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. In LA, I'm Jordan. In New York, it's Demi. What's going on? <laughs> What's up, you guys? We're back. We are back. Uh, this is uh, a new beginning for us in a way because it's been a little bit of a time since we recorded a new show. Mm -hmm. uh, today, our guest is some Germans. We love Germans. We do. Jimmy, yes. have you ever dated a German guy before? Bucket list for sure. Bucket list for sure. <laughs> Everyone's bucket list is to date a German guy. If you, you have to do one thing <laughs> before you die, you have to date a German guy. Let me tell you. Some pushing. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so, so our guest today is the duo Milky Chance. They have a new album out coming in June and their new single golden is out now. And so go and stream that after you listen to the show, of course, mm -hmm. what's been going on in your life, Demi, you've been hanging in there. We've been up to something. We've been up to something. We've been, we've been doing crazy things. And Demi is as um, currently writing her next platinum single as well. Yeah. I'm writing sure. my next thing. Oh yes. Oh my God. That's, there's some tea on that. Um, I'm writing a novel. Just kidding. Writing a novel. All right. Um, shout out to Paris Hilton's new, but what is she, she has like a book out. Check that out here. It's good. Really random. But we love Paris. Free Paris. Do you, do you, when you were, did you read a lot when you were younger? Did you ever read for pleasure or did you only when people who just read when school told you to read? I was actually the biggest fan of Matilda. So like growing up, we, we had like only a few movies on, you know, whatever, like, yeah. And I would, I probably watched Matilda a thousand times. So I wanted to be just like her. And I, I grew this obsession with books. So like every city I traveled in, I would always like, first thing I do is get a library card to this day. Like I had like the first time and I like got my library card. It wasn't the first time, but, and I used that library card and I owe yeah. so much money in library because I what kind of books. What kind of books do you read? I, I didn't know this part of the, I didn't, I didn't know Demi's reading preferences. It's funny because no one really reads or talks about reading that much anymore. So I never know what people. That's true. Right now I'm actually reading um, a book by Robert Greene. He is a really dope author um, and philosopher. Um, yeah, there are a few books by him. You should check it out. This is my second book by him. I don't want to tell you the titles because you guys are going to think I'm weird. But Robert well, I guess. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, here, here, I got some, a weird story to share with the listeners slash viewers. Uh -oh. I came across, I was on a dating app a while ago, maybe two weeks ago, and I come across a profile. I think I told you about this. And every photo in the profile was her with Ellen DeGeneres. Like there was her and Ellen hugging what? and her and Ellen like being goofy and last one was just her by herself, but it was from the same photo session. So I'm like, this is weird. And I show it to a couple of friends. I'm like, what's up with this person? Because we're in LA. And when you go on dating apps in LA, it's pretty common to come across someone. Not for nothing. That's some LA selfie. shit right there. Huh? That's some LA shit right there. It is some LA shit. Yeah. And so um, I'm like, this is so weird. She's got photos with Ellen, whatever. And I get a text from one of my friends and it's a link to a Instagram post from the Ellen show. And what that was for was it was her producer and she had made a 
dating profile for her producer to find her a date. And it was done specifically for this bit, for this segment for the show. And so what I was seeing was a profile that was made for a little remote segment uh, as kind of like a fun little thing for the show to have her producer find a date. So anyway, let's get back to what we're here for. Here it is, our interview with Milky Chance. Clemens got the dope hat on. Of course. <laughs> tell us about tell us about the fashion piece you got here. Is that a is that a is that a couture hat or is that something you bought off like a street vendor? Like, <laughs> no, that that's uh, handmade. <laughs> handmade. Wow. Yeah. You made yourself hat. Sorry. You made the hat. No, no, my girlfriend did. Oh, that's so cute. Does she like one of her hobbies? That's so cute. <laughs> and where is it? I think it no, looks really cool. All the different colors. I don't even know how you do that. I really don't. It's different yeah, colors of yarn, I, like I would assume. That's a very, uh, uh, it's cozy. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, Clemens, we, we were talking about, before you showed up, we were talking a lot about, uh, the music scene in Germany and like what's popular right now. Um, Demi, Demi's been like on a German music kick for the last Bender. couple of weeks. Bender, oh. like strictly German dark wave playlists. I'm going a little, oh. I don't know what they're saying, but I do like translate the lyrics sometimes. And it's always kind of like, it's always dope. Like it's always poetic. You guys have what, what, what's on there. Is a very poetic language. That's true. Well, what what are you listening to? What, like, what's the, there is this what is one it? song called Louise. Okay, I'm gonna just over the past few days there is Steintor Herankor. Um, what else we got? <laughs> Temis. You guys know Temis Peace say non? Non? No, you know non? No. Blind <laughs> yeah. Dylan. You're get, you're giving you're giving some bands some, yeah. some, some right. airtime here. You, you definitely have to give us that list though. I want to go through it and yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It'll turn out they're all Swedish and not. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be so uh, funny, though. <laughs> guys, let's let's talk about going to the music more. Um, the new album, um, it's out June 9th, I believe. That's the correct date. Um, my, when it comes to you know recording music, I mean, you guys famously when you guys first started, it was very DIY you know, in your, in a bedroom, you know, in a homemade studio. Now that you have a budget, how does creating a Milky Chance album, how is it different now than it was seven, eight years ago when you guys were just really becoming big? Mm, I mean, we have a lot more gear. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Is it, is it quicker to record? I mean, does it take longer to record because you just they're just more involved? Yeah, for sure. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, I mean, the difference for sure is that I feel we just, it's a different way of how we approach it. Because, yeah, back then our first album, you know, it was our first album we ever recorded. 
so it was a lot of first times and a lot of new things and experimenting very intuitional not very conscious not very um like you could almost say like not much ability which also made it though very unique i guess because now like it's it's almost like you have someone cook something without experience it might happen that he cooks something very delicious by not knowing what he's actually doing mm. and that i kind of like <laughs> what feel we did that's um, <laughs> i love that <laughs> uh, now it's just more you know like we we obviously we made three albums we worked with producers with other writers we played a lot of live music um so i guess we just developed a lot on all these levels and feel more able to actually put out what <clears throat> we feel or what we hear and what we imagine um which is also a good feeling which makes the process a little bit more feels like a craftsmanship mm -hmm. um less of a like i just try it out let's see what happens it's um, more exact now i guess it's more, yeah it's more exact um even though i still would say like yeah. a lot of great things still happen without you knowing spontaneously it, exactly it's spontaneous there's still like a creativity it's not it's not just like yeah i got you exactly. yeah um, but you can kind of like purposely make something happen spontaneously without knowing what it will do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like our approach is still very intuitionally and like, you know, it comes very natural. Yeah. Like the way we work in the studio. So I agree. Like, uh, you know, or just like a lot of know, one, one of us. Yeah. A lot of ping pong. <laughs> one of us just like playing some chords or whatever. And then, you know doing this doing that and then like oh this is nice oh what could we do with that so it's like not like okay today we're gonna work on uh part c of song three and you know like that's like what the know. beatles used to do they had like a it's list like of like structure. the songs they were doing yeah so yeah. how do you guys meet we have some we have some like plans like it always sounds like <laughs> we're the absolute like owners without plan like right but I, I, I know what Clemens is saying. I guess yeah, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you guys meet? And was that musical chemistry instant? Like, first time you got together and, you know, messed around, was it just like, oh, my God, I found my person that I want to make music with? Or was it kind of something that developed over time? <coughs> Love of first sight. <laughs> was it Walt Disney? It was very Walt Disney. No, actually, it, it, it was um, in high school. And the yeah. first thing really we met, um, we have another guy who was, or who is a really good friend. And um, back then, yeah, we came from all different schools. We didn't know anyone in the class. It was a music class, a music school we all have chosen to go to. So it was clear that we're going to meet people who also like music, which is why we chose it. But um, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, first day and you look around and you kind of, try to connect and see who you feel a vibe with and um clemens marcus and i immediately felt that and the first day yeah after school we went home to my house or to my to my mom's flat and we jammed and um so you can say it was a pretty immediate 
kind of you know click and since then we really or like the whole high school time we jammed out every day and hang out together and we had a bit pretty big community of friends and stuff so it was a very lovely time was Clemens cool? Was Philip was was Clemens was he like a cool guy, like wearing cool clothes and all that kind of yeah. thing? Clemens was really cool. Actually, believe it or not, Clemens was really into hip hop back then. Oh yeah. So first, first day of school, he had this like bandana, like baggy pants, <laughs> shoes. He was pretty cool. Was it? Was it still? It still was like above that. It changed very quickly. Man. Yeah. But it, <laughs> it still was like that in the beginning in high school, right? Yeah. In the beginning, it was very hip hop, and then he like went yeah. through this of hippiness. He became this hippie with like kind of yeah. moccasins, tight jeans, like yeah. and like dye shirts. He's calling you out. He's like giving you the whole like fashion breakdown. <laughs> what about? Yeah, Clemens, tell us about. Your friend here. What was what kind of thing? <laughs> what was he? I I remember. I think you were very sporty still back then, right? Yeah. Like was also a, like style style wise, more like on the sporty side. Yeah, something like I wasn't, uh, or like as I remember it, I guess I was not so hardcore into one. Yeah. Corner. Yeah. I was kind of a mix of like I was wearing bands, but then like. Yeah, like indie, indies, indie, indie but not like skater, indie like skater, surfer, but... like billabong yeah. and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. something that like was that. Him. No I beard. Was kind of, I was kind of in that vibe too. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Um, <laughs> Clemens, you, you mentioned you were into hip hop. What were you listening to at the time? Do you remember like what kind of hip hop you were into? I actually listened more to reggae back then. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I was like my, I was really hip hop on the surface, but I was really reggae behind that. So, um, I mean, I listened to hip hop as well, but like, not like hardcore, you know? Um, but, um, definitely yeah. some Dre and stuff though, hey? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Classics I mean, from back then. Well, it's a, I listened to The Roots as well, um, I remember. That's it. Um, I listened to, um, oh gosh, the names. I mean, we also like- I'm going to tell you in five minutes. We <laughs> yeah, bring it up. It yeah, when it comes back around, let us know. When it comes back it was around, also the time of, of like Usher and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, that was yeah. even before. I, like even before Justin that? Timberlake and Usher were the first two CDs that I got. But I was 12, 13 years old back then. Yeah. Yeah, I was that. Back when <laughs> CDs were the thing to buy. I know, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, was there yeah. such thing as maxi CDs in the US as well? Like oh, maxi singles? singles? Yeah. Yeah, we, we had we had them, but they weren't as popular. People just didn't buy singles in the US in general as much as they did in Europe and Asia. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, I know you're talking about. Thing over here. Oh, really? Buy, buying the actual CD singles? Yeah, like yeah. maxi CDs, big thing. Yeah, yeah. Give like the twelve inch version, like the eight the eight minute long version of yeah, and you get the instrumental and like yeah 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 yeah. So um, I I Clemens, you have such a unique um singing voice. 
where did your vocal style come from? Did you want to sing like a specific person, a specific style, or did you always kind of sing like that when you were growing up? Um, no, I, I feel like, I mean, I was not singing, for example, like when we met in high school and we started having a band then, I just played the bass. I didn't sing at all. And, um, and then like by the end of high school, I started singing for my own, like recording it. I felt like, yeah, because like before I, I, I didn't feel like I was not like, um, confident enough. I feel like you have to be confident if you want to, like, well, find your voice or, like, I mean, also, like, record your voice. I remember the first time recording your own voice is, like, so weird. It sounds so weird because you all, you, you only know your voice listening to it through your head, kind of like. Right. And she recorded and then listened to your voice for the first time. It's like what <laughs> this is how it sound like <laughs> that's so weird this is not me is that me yeah yeah and yeah. um yeah i mean like we were singing in the choir i have to i mean i have to mention that philip and i we were in the choir in high school as well wow so, i think did, did, did philip sing like an angel did philip sing like an angel uh, yeah <laughs> what did you guys sing what was barrett we were, or, uh, what, what were your uh we were both tenor Oh, yeah. oh well, to be fair, we also sometimes switch to baritone, like one below. Yeah, um, but back then we could still go pretty high, which <laughs> which is um, <laughs> not so much anymore. But yeah, <laughs> were you guys the type of like chorus boys that would kind of be like fucking around in the back, like yo, like this is crazy, you know, like <laughs> airplane? Yeah. Like good, like proper chorus boys. Uh, no, no. We were a little bit like the, the clowns for sure. But to be fair, we had yeah. like pretty cool. Our teachers were pretty cool, and they they yeah. knew about our if we could say so. They knew we we're able or that we could actually sing. So the tolerance for our goofiness was was there, you know. Like they right, they accepted right. us. kind of had a little bit of a leash because you guys exactly you know, when you had the talent. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that was right. Nice. That was but definitely. That, that was also like, yeah. huh? We wouldn't always get away with that. Sometimes we were in trouble. Yeah. But it was really cool. It was nice. Yeah. I mean, also helped useful, you know. Totally. When you got when you guys were like <clears throat> first getting recording stuff and messing around with different sounds and stuff, did you guys? Was it always sort of like that's combined? electronic music and rock or did you like or was it kind of necessity based on what you had available um did you did you like know what sound you wanted for the band or just just kind of happen that's, I, I guess that's my question yeah no it totally, it totally happened i think it's just um all a product of what we listen to because we always listen to all kinds of music uh we always like we were never really like niche kind of people in terms of like listening to one genre or something. And um, I mean, it's also just, you know, it's been the time of like, yeah, it's always a mirror. And like back then we liked to go out a lot and clubbing, when clubbing. So electronic music was a big thing, but yeah, we also played in the band and what we listened to was, you know, blues and 
rock and R&B and jazz. And so it's just that melting pot that really was what influenced us. And so it kind of came out like that. So it was not a conscious decision at all. Can we talk about the uh, trip tape albums? Was it was it all one project that you released in two sections, or like what? Where did that whole thing? Because I love the sound of it, but it was kind of different than what you'd done before. Like, where mm -hmm. did that whole thing come from? The trip tape thing. Um, mm -hmm. I think that yeah. was. I mean, yeah. Or to you, you go ahead. No, no, you go. Okay. I think it was the, the outcome of um, the time, like we had a lot of, well, COVID. <laughs> sure. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hit. <laughs> so um, right. all of a sudden uh, we had a big break ahead of us, lo lots of time. <laughs> and, um, you know, I mean, first we just enjoyed some time off. And um, but then started going to the studio, and then yeah, like just like diving into the um cr creative process, and um yeah, we just did a lot of a lot of music, you know, and um, I mean like yeah, a whole like second half of twenty twenty, and then twenty twenty one, we just like we wrote songs, we produced, just went to the studio on a daily, and um, trip tapes were. Well, by the end of that time, we had a lot of songs, lots of stuff, but we were like, not like, well, are we, are we doing an album now or not? Or are we just like, we felt like we just want to share it, but also like not making like a big, like it's too much of a big thing out of it. Right. So it was just like, you know, like the, the trip tape releases were really like, okay, we're going to do it next week. One post, here it is, there you go. It Listen sounds like fun. It, it sounds like that would have been fun if I was a yeah, band yeah, like you guys nice. that were established. It was, very it was a lot of yeah, fun was, for sure. Yeah. It's not very free as well, you know, what Clement said, because we had, um, yeah, like through COVID and all that, there was lots of time of rethinking and like not much ahead because there was a lot of uncertainty, but that uncertainty gave us a lot of freedom. And so we just, you know, had, as you say, like time of fun and like doing stuff that we just really enjoyed. And we didn't have to care much in a good way. If you know right. what I mean, we could just do it. Right. And so does, does the new album living in a haze, does it feel like more like an album album compared to the trip tapes? Yeah. Just because also, you know, there's, only originals on there right um, sure because on the trip tapes we covered a lot we did demos we did remixes yeah um, it was a lot of fun to do but it's mm -hmm. not like a classic album yeah um so yeah this one feels more like an album also but i feel like you know i, I listened to the album preview before the show i feel like it it feels like it's <clears throat> an evolution it's like related to the trip tape it's not like completely no, like they influenced from the trip tape came out absolutely um it's definitely belongs to the chapter that right. we are onto with like the trip tapes and it is like we're still on that path like and um it feels like yeah as you said evolution is a good word um and i think we just really wanted to share that evolution that's you know what, what clement said as well like 
making those trip tapes and like having a lot of stuff, but like not feeling like we're ready yet to put an album out, but we want to like have our fans kind of be on the same yeah. path as we are where we are at, you know, like this is where we're at musically. We don't, yeah. we're not, we can't share an album yet, but we want you to know where we're at musically. Right. So like now releasing that album, it's not like, where's it's almost that? like It's almost like the, the trip tapes are like, teasing towards the album kind of like yeah yeah i really love um synchronicity from the new album um i love that the intro to it it sounds like like a like a 60s kind of paisley like sort of mod acoustic i love i love that intro um where did that that do you guys listen to that kind of 60s like donovan sort of like (laughs) early david bowie kind of stuff are you guys into that kind of music well, I didn't get the song. Which song? Oh, I mean, we, we, we call it synchronize. Synchronize. I, I call it synchronicity, like the like the police. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh no, I, that's I okay. Out. I'm just wondering. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, synchronize. Synchronize an actual. Is that a proper word? Did we do a mistake here? What synchronicity? No, synchronize. Is that like a made up thing, or is that no. an actual? Word? That's a no, that's no, a, no. That's a word. Synchronize. A word, a word. So like synchronize yeah. and synchronicity, <laughs> is it the same thing? No, so, so synchronize <laughs> is the verb, meaning that I'm going to synchronize this with that. Yeah. Synchronicity is when something is synchronized. You're like, oh, I, I love this synchronicity. I love the syncness of it. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, say synchronize in German. Synchronization. Oh shit! That sounds totally different. Than <laughs> but the verb, but the verb, the verb is synchronisieren. True. So, so the there is no like translation to the word synchronicity. It, yeah. No. Okay. Anyway. anyway. Synchronicity. Well, synchronisation. Synchronisation. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. What Philip said. I'm going to find like the actual like the words. I'm going to put them on the screen. Um, <laughs> German, German, German to English. Um, no, but, um, but I, I do okay. like that sort of dark, um, sort of almost like British early Rolling Stones kind of vibe to uh, that song. Um, and that's why I mentioned the trip tapes, because I feel like this new stuff, I, I actually prefer the new stuff you've been doing to like the early you know, like the stolen dance era, the sad necessary era. I actually prefer this kind of sound. Um, that's another question. How do you guys feel about um, that? The stuff from like the uh, the sad necessary era. I know you play. You have to play. The fans love it. But what's your relationship with those songs now? Oh, it's good. We're <laughs> we're still friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> still friends. No, I think Get, you know, getting along like, with each other. I think. Um, <laughs> We were setting a vibe back then that still is in the DNA of our music today, which is kind of danceable, melancholic, upbeat music. But I guess the music itself, if you just look on the music and not so much the vibe, the set necessary era was very one dimensional because as we mentioned, we were not as able to do stuff. It was our first album. So it was, you know, very minimalistic only one software we used only that certain type of sounds only one guitar only one so that it was yeah very one-dimensional in a way um but um i guess 
coming to like yeah now now i guess we just we become more diverse you know we can express more of our diverse universe of what we listen to and what we put out and um that feels good and uh there's definitely also 60s music or like let's say like what you your references from like right. yeah, this british kind of rolling stones era all that is is in there too you know we, we love to listen to that and um and synchronize yeah like that that part just like felt really good to pump up the reverb on the acoustic guitar put some tambourine in there and yeah you the already, tambourine you really already like have, makes you it. already have that 60 vibe you know yeah like, yeah it goes pretty quick so yeah. it was not even too much thinking like oh we want the 60s vibe it was really just having those chords having those melody and then we just turned the v-rub off uh on and there you go yeah your first show in new york was a sold out show at bowery ballroom right what did you feel like when you guys like landed in new york <coughs> and you go to the show in new york city and it's sold out what was that energy like and like do you prefer working in the studio or do you kind of thrive like being on stage performing live? You kind of like prefer. Mm, I mean, there won't be one without the other. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, if you want to go, if you want to play live on stage, you, well, you need songs <laughs> that you, that you created before. And, um, but I think, I mean, we, we, we enjoy playing live on stage a lot. And, uh, also like over the past, like I would say since 2016, that was like album number two, when we became like a four piece on stage, we really developed as a band, as a live act. And we now feel like, this is what we want to do live on stage. And also like we are able, you know, to play it and to perform it. So I feel, yeah, there was a lot of um, um, development, like per personal development as well for us. As, yeah. Being a life act. And um, yeah, we, we enjoy that a lot. And it's, I mean, live shows also like, you know, seeing other artists or like just going to a concert it's, yeah. uh, it's a really it's like very inspiring it's like inspiring yeah. it's like very nice wholesome culture like it's a very nice thing that people can do <laughs> you know do you, do you have a favorite live act do you have a favorite band or, or person you've seen live um i think there are a couple you know there's like shows that we always stick it's not like they can be, but it's, I feel like there's so much to like happen, like all these parameters that make a show, a show that it is, that's very memorable. And like, you just go out there and you have um, so many emotional levels. You're like, oh, this was really hitting me. I had those with like, I don't know what, I had that with Stromae a couple of years ago. I had that with James Blake. Um, did James I'll, Blake make you? That would have been a a badass show. I've never seen James Blake live. That'd have been. Oh, um, it's amazing, dude. Yeah, it it, it hit it hits hard. Yeah. Oh, I bet. 
I mean, it also um, like, like back then, it just really, it's that kind of music that really can um, drag you to the dark in a good way. But like yeah. you're in all this, you're standing with all these people, but out of a sudden, you're really only with yourself. Wow. Which is a very mm. powerful. But then also, like, I don't know, like other shows where Mumfords and Sons, I remember we saw them live once, and they're also a very awesome band, very powerful um, when like so many people sing together, which is also a very beautiful thing. Um, yeah. So there's, you know, there's just, as Clement said, Huang Bin was also nice. That was oh, Huang Bin would have been, been, been really Bim. cool. Yeah, would have been really cool. We saw them uh, in Berlin, went there but together. That was pretty nice. cool. You guys, what's yeah. up on Berlin? Because the way, like, at least, not just maybe Americans in general, but from my friends, they talk about Berlin being this crazy um, party place, um, like, thriving club scene up to, like, my friend was, you know, I had a Russian woman. She was like, oh, you have to go to Berlin. They don't go to sleep till 2 p.m. I'm like, oh, you mean, like, she's like, 2. And I'm like, oh, you mean, like, 2 a.m.? That's kind of early. She's like, no, 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 like, you go out to party at, like, 2 a.m. and then you don't go home till 2 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. What? That's, <laughs> uh, Is it true? That's an actual. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be yeah. fair, um, we did that also when we were teenagers outside of Berlin, like in our hometown. I guess it's just more of a, maybe especially Germany, but I think also European mm. culture thing that like party can <clears> just. <throat> we party a long time. Like we start late. Like we yeah. start. You go, you leave at like 10 or 12 at midnight and yeah. you start going to the bars and to the clubs and then you just stay until, you know, the morning or sometimes till two. I went to college in Miami and that was the closest thing to that as you get. Yeah, exactly. States. Yeah. But um, yeah. Berlin obviously has a huge scene for sure. There's clubs and stuff. Um, to be fair, since we all have families and we're kind of living the family life, we haven't experienced too much yet. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys hit thirty, so you know. We hit the thirty. We have uh, <laughs> kids all around. Um, so, but the good thing is, which is also a very nice thing, there's such thing like really amazing for parents. You go Sunday morning at eleven, and you party hard through the day, and then you come home at like nine or ten, oh. and you go sleep, and then it's Monday, and you can continue on. That's a With good the, system. I like that system. Right? It's yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of being 30, um, I, I find it really interesting, like the the evolution, like personally for an artist, where it's like you've been probably honing in and, and just practicing your craft for you know decades at that point. And it's like you guys ever feel almost like jaded or kind of tired of just like this constant because being an artist really does take over your whole life it's not a nine to five challenge this kind of like personal your personal life alongside being an artist as you kind of just grow up that's mm. funny i just um i met a friend um from australia kim churchill who was an artist that we also toured with in australia and i just <coughs> and we talked about it or he um talked to me about it and was saying he always find it very inspiring because all of us in the band, we have kids and stuff. And he said he found it really inspiring to like see, yeah, like having someone 
living a very artistic life and like putting a lot of effort in that, but also having a life next to that with like family and like, you know, like, and, and really balance that out well, um, which, which I took as a compliment and which I realized, well, I guess what you're saying as well is like, yeah, like, I guess for us, there was always like a need or like also just life played it that, that like we needed a balance to it. And I think it's also um, kind of, um, how would you say it in English? In German, it's befruchten, like um, it, it helps each other, like get inspiration from one to the other. And it right. translates really well. Yeah. From life and our personal life, we can carry a lot into our artist making. And also from there, we can carry stuff into our family life. So it's it's a nice way of connection. Are you guys really health health nuts? Do you guys eat really healthy and like no you know no sugar? Oh. No, yeah, like no, <laughs> not really. Uh, <laughs> you know, a little kid who uh, like told to eat the vegetables. Yeah, like, like I, want, I want my Coca Cola. <laughs> I mean, it's really it's really like phases, but I would like personally, I would say like uh, especially like this year, I. I I get more and more healthy. Of course, like I mean, I feel like my unhealthiest time is on tour. Sure. You know that's where I where I just give a fuck a lot, <laughs> which I don't like, <laughs> which is not good. But um, no. For example, I mean, right now I'm I'm really into intermediate fasting. For example, and I I read I read a lot about it, and I was like. I talk a lot about it with other people and um, yeah, it becomes more and more conscious. What yeah. what time of day do you fast? Like what, what's your schedule? It's just about like not eating 16 hours. So like, yeah, I skip breakfast. For example, the yeah. first time I, first time I eat is like one, at one or two for lunch. And then you do like maybe, maybe you do dinner at, six or seven and then you don't eat till the next you know that sounds day. terrible i don't want to do that all right <laughs> but it's really it is really good i love it's really nice it's, yeah it's, 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 yeah it's good i can recommend it all right yeah yeah we'll get you out of here <laughs> You're like, all right i won't do it no no that's, I'm, I'm good i'm good i'm good i like I do. I do skip breakfast though, which is they tell you not to do that. Not that's purpose, the worst thing you can do. Right. <laughs> I think people like eat fast, just like not on purpose. But yeah. What I also think is important, or what I also try or like realize more is like, I guess it depends on if you're type for it. But I guess more people are type for it than they might think. Is to yeah. eat warm, <laughs> like more warm meals. You know? Oh, that that that. Because in Germany, for example, we have a huge bread and bread and spread culture. Yeah. So we, I I love bread. I love cheese, and that's a lot of my what I eat. But it's actually bread. First of all, has a lot of gluten, and it's not so nice for your body, and it's also always cold. So um, I'm trying more to like incorporate just warm meals like soups or. Just something warm, you know, because it's actually nicer for your stomach too. Oh, I never knew that. So, We're getting all sorts yeah. of like tips and tricks on wow. your lifestyle here. Almost a healthy chance. 
Let's go. Yeah. Now you guys are going um, out on tour with Young the Giant this summer. Is that right? <coughs> That's correct. Are you guys? Have you guys true? Have you guys? Do you guys? Are you guys friends with them or maybe uh, rivals? Do you? We we know each other. <laughs> no, we're not rivals. Um, <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> maybe we maybe we are after the tour. <laughs> right. We're somewhere in between rivals and friends. That's a good place to be. That's where that's where Demi and I are, is somewhere in between rivals and friends. <laughs> no, we're not rivals, Jordan. Yeah. Um but no, when you when you go out on tour with another band. I mean, you guys have separate buses and stuff, but do you guys hang out? Do you, do you guys do you guys choose your your tour mates based on who you're gonna go get along with, versus maybe who the label wants or who you know who's gonna sell a lot of tickets? Um, to be fair, this is our first co-headline show, so we haven't really yeah. with another artist yet. Um, but we did know that they also have families, and you know that they bring them on tour. Um, since that is something we are going to do as well, nice. it was kind of a conscious decision to like feel good about it, that they know the universe of touring and family and all that. You guys are so adult. You guys are so grown up with your family <laughs> on tour and everything. Yeah. Not wow. all the time. Not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, podcast ready. <laughs> Have you had a chance to play? Have you had a chance to play much of the new the the music on the new album? Have you had a chance to play much of it live yet, or is it all brand new, live? No, haven't played anything of it. Well, so you don't we know played, what's an audience favorite or anything we yet. Played, we played two songs of them. Two songs True. from the two album. Two songs from the last yeah. European tour. Yeah, um, the rest. But is I mean, it's not new. Not much. No. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be brand new, which is exciting, you know. It's I think it's um, as much for us as for the fans. It's nice to have something very fresh to start a tour with because you that will all that's always a special energy, you know. You will always kind of like there's a lot of excitement coming with that, and I yeah. think that that's a great emotion for a tour. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be both thrilling and sort of scary with new music to know to not know which ones the audience is going to be really into and which ones they're going to sing back and all that kind of stuff i think that that'd be kind of fun you know i live vicariously because i'm not a musician right. so i just gotta imagine you know that's true but I, I also honestly have to because we often get asked that and i mean i guess there's like other artists and other fans but really because we had moments where like we played songs that didn't work live but first of all, we felt that as well. GG9. And it's never like the fans or the people are like throwing eggs or shit. <laughs> no, so like, that's good. That's good when they're not I'm throwing eggs. Trying say, like throwing eggs. I'm trying to say like there's no actual need for fear. Right, right. Like we have very friendly fans. And yeah. Generally, people are very friendly. Yeah. And even if a song is not working so well, Besides maybe a little bit of awkwardness, which is probably healthy to experience sometimes, um, yeah. you get away pretty well. You guys are woke. Shout out. Damn. <laughs> you guys are real woke. 
Is that like Germany or like in general? Like there's a like experience to share. Thank you. I am. Um, I, I I know you probably you you get you get tired of playing it, but when you well, when you hit when you first start playing Stolen Dance at a show and the and you get that like oh that like crowd they like recognize it. Is, how does that, what's that feeling like to like know that you got this song that everyone's just going to like sing back to you? It's like a magical power. The superpower, the super weapon. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a very unique well, situation. Well, like, we still have an ace. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we still have an ace. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, the whole thing about like performing and all that, it's about, I mean, it's a very, Mm. gives you a lot of what's the right word for it i think i have it i have i have it in, i have it in german, I have it in german but I, I i lost it in english oh, what are you trying shit. to say i can help you mm, positive bestätigung oh, dang. that's that's what i was going to say that's what i would call it that's what i would call it <laughs> Yeah. Well, um, probably like positive, positive acknowledgement. Right. Yeah. Right. It's. I mean, it's also like empowering. You know, it is very. It's very special in a way. You know, very unique. Also, kind of. I mean, I, I feel like it's also like it can be. It can be very unhealthy, if you start thinking or feeling like, all these people. Um, coming to the show, they are like all the love they're showing you is because of you being you, which is not. It's I mean, first of all, because of the music that we do, and I feel like it's also like very important to see that and understand that because otherwise you just like your ego is just like getting massive and you you're gonna be like crazy <laughs> right you know right. and um i think that's what uh, it, said. and i think that's uh, really important. i think that's what or like kind of similar what, what mali said is that you write a song and once you wrote it and you released it it's not your song anymore right it's the you know song. like yeah. it's it's people take it and whatever the song does it, the song is doing it but it has nothing to do with you anymore because they don't oh, know yeah. you as a person. To them, that's a song they remember from listening to to it on a certain night with a certain person. They have a memory exactly. attached to it. Exactly. It has nothing to do with you anymore. Like you yeah. wrote it once and in that moment you were together with that song, but once you released it, that song is doing its own thing and it has nothing with to do with you as a person. Then obviously right. yeah. what Kevin says is like if you would think that it's a very narcissistic unhealthy right um, yeah right way of doing that but um well, we got to let you go guys uh thank you so much i appreciate the time because and i appreciate you. the flexibility of changing rooms and adjusting your audio <laughs> and getting it right and clemens dope ass hat um i appreciate all of it um thank you thanks good for luck on the tour the new album out june 9th living in a haze um, thanks guys. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to you later. Thank, Thank you guys. Thanks, so much thanks for having us. All right. Nice. Take care. Stay healthy. Right. Yeah. We'll try. We'll try. 
We'll see you later. Bye. 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 All right, guys. That was Milky Chance. New album out June 9th. Um, I'm kind of into those accents and the, that language, how that sounds, Jordan. How have you? Yeah, you're you're a world traveler more than I am. Have you ever? Have you ever? Have you ever had a crush on a German guy before? Just in general. Honestly, I have not. But now, it's time to start. I, you know what? Let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's German guys around. I actually so dead ass. I went to college with these German guys. And we would go out and party or whatever. And then they would get a case of beer at like three in the morning and drink it from like three to 6 a.m. or something. Yeah, it was those those guys know how to do it. Those guys know. All right. That will be it for us. As always, go to popdust.com for the latest in pop culture and music news. Follow me on Instagram at Jordan Edward Studio. Follow, follow Demi on Instagram at Demi underscore Ramos. Check out our content, all our interviews on uh, Popdust, all my photos. Demi, the Demi Ramos show, when she's actually in person talking to someone on a couch. Um, Demi, what's going on in your life? I know you've got a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot going on. I'm really, I'm, I'm running late again to a casting. But... Running late. So we need to end this. That's in it right now. <laughs> You got any special message for the people before you leave? Um, special message is every single day is an opportunity to start over. So fucking go out there and live your dream. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Wow. If you want to leave your family, leave your wife and become an actor in Hollywood, do it. No, just kidding. No, Jordan. I know. That's not, I know. That's not, not that's a All right. Thank you, Demi. It's good to see you. Hopefully we'll be in the same city soon. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Bye.